Yeah, I'm a big believer in like having empathy for whatever people are going through. Welcome back, Intimates. Thanks for your support on Patreon, making this 2021 season possible. This podcast is about all things intimate, relationships, love, connection, community, consensual non-monogamy, kink, orgies, lovers, and of course, good old-fashioned sex. I talk with old friends and even meet some new ones. I interview people from all walks of life, from recovered addicts to counselors, sex partners to perfect strangers. I'd like to thank my hosts, the Musqueam First Nation, as this podcast is recorded on their unceded ancestral territory, where I was born, where I work, and where I currently live and play. So settle in for an intimate conversation. Tim is the CEO of Clicker Digital, a pay-per-click and analytics agency. As a business strategy coach, he teaches sales and marketing and helps entrepreneurs scale and grow their businesses. So what's he doing on an intimacy podcast? As an acting student, he started out specializing in emulating human interactions, vulnerability, and intimacy. Today we'll chat about relationships in business and the distinction between acting and forming real relationships. When you're bored of conversation, but you're with someone you care about, is it relationship forming to smile for them? Is it acting? Is it, is, is it authentic or inauthentic? Tim and I try and figure out at least some of that. Hope you and your loved ones are healthy and safe. Enjoy the session here on Intimate Interactions. Welcome everyone to another session of Intimate Interactions. I'm here with Tim, the CEO of Clicker Digital, a Google pay-per-click and analytics agency. Tim is also an online business strategy coach with a passion for sales and marketing and especially helping entrepreneurs scale and grow their businesses online. Tim, how are you doing? I am doing very well. How are you, Victor? I'm doing great. I mean, as well as anyone can do during the pandemic, but you know, good. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I wanted to chat a bit about acting today because I, it's obviously an intimacy podcast. And I just thought um, with you being an entrepreneur, you have your own, you know, digital agency now. Um, I, I love that you come from an acting background and I just find that like a really neat sort of intersection of like relationship building and intimacy. So um, why don't we start with like where you went to school for acting? Yeah, that's uh, that's really funny because it's not like acting is just something that I kind of do for fun now where uh, <laughs> it's not really something that I talk about that much. If it comes up in conversation, it comes up in conversation. Um, yeah, really? I actually I went to school uh, right after high school. I went to an acting studio down in California um, called the Larry Moss Studio. It was a big time Hollywood coach, which I don't even know if he still does coaching anymore, but, um, but he wasn't the one that was actually coaching us. He had his business partner and fellow acting coach teaching us as well. So it was a full-time program down there. And yeah, that was, that was quite a long time ago. I think that was, I want to say that was 2011. So wow, just over <laughs> 10 years ago. It's crazy. How does it feel to um, be a graduate of over 10 years ago? Weird. <laughs> weird weird how like did you did you ever figure that you like would never be a person that was 10 years out of acting school um no i think <clears throat> i think it's just sometimes very often i still i still sometimes see myself as like early 20s and then <laughs> and then all of a sudden like it just clicks in how much like life experience that you've had it's like oh yeah yeah i'm almost 30 now so <laughs> so there you go Tell me about it. I'm in my I'm in my late 30s. I'm turning 36 this year, so you know. Technically, I think that's mid 30s. I don't think I you're think late 30s until like you're 38. Yeah, I think 38 true. is when you're like late. Yeah, that's a good call. 
so I'm in my mid thirties. So I don't know when that happened, but you can you can see I'm already preparing to be in my late thirties by just like yeah. telling myself I'm in my late thirties. So that when it right. happens, I'll be like, ah, I've been in my late thirties for like five years. That's right. That's right. This is fine. I can do this. This is fine. Everything is fine. As things start, <laughs> everything is fine. Is on fire. Amazing. Yep. Um, so I'm curious about what acting taught you about building relationships. Great question. Um, it's really interesting. I think years when you first started, when I first started doing acting, it was very just trying to be present, being the moment and get out of your head. But as you build your craft, like now I don't take acting super seriously anymore. I'm so focused on other stuff, but I'm still like, you know, doing shows and things like that. Um, but you just know, like when, casually slip that in, you know, you're a working, a working actor. Yeah. Working casual actor. I was on the yeah, show. Yeah. I was on peacemaker. Um, I will be in a new show that rhymes with bavatar. The, <laughs> <laughs> that's coming like, on, on Netflix. I love how you're like, there's a non-disclosure clause, but you know, it rhymes with bavatar. It rhymes with bavatar. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, Amazing. the, yeah, the so I think when you're young and you know trying to trying to go the whole acting thing because it's your passion, you love it so much. Um, mm-hmm. The storytelling, uh, you, you know, as you're just trying to get out of your head and just trying to be a good actor. And as as you get mm-hmm. older, as I gotten older um, and grew in my craft, uh, you know, one of the things that I learned uh, quite a few years ago now was, I think a lot of people when they think of acting, it's like, oh, you're pretending, you're mm-hmm. you're, you're playing pretend. Right. Technically, that is true. But a big part of acting is allowing yourself to be intimate in front of tons of people, meaning that, you know, you are having private moments with these characters. Right. You are having this romantic private moment. You're having this, you know, whether you are professing your love to somebody, you are, uh, you know, you're maybe fighting them, right, abusing them or, you know, things like that. Or because, you know, these are all facets of different human expression right yes we're mm-hmm. happy we're sad we're also very angry some people are bitter some people are jaded and so you have all these different experiences but you're kind of expected to be authentic in in front of producers directors right and you're in front of um you know the right before the camera starts rolling you have like four people touching up your finals for makeup making sure that your hair is all done properly and you know people are goofing around like laughing kind of you know just joking about whatever in the background and then now all of a sudden you have this breakup scene that you're doing with with uh, you know this this actress maybe actor or actress who you've met for the very first time on mm-hmm. that day but then you have, but because shooting schedule is everything is completely uh, out of order. And so mm-hmm. you're shooting that big breakout scene as the first or the breakup scene as the first scene of the show. And you just met the actress and you're expected to have all these years of relationship of drama that's behind you, your story um, that it's kindly escalated to this point that you have to break up. Mm-hmm. So So I think a big part of acting really is about allowing yourself to be intimate in front of a ton of people Mm -hmm. and to have those authentic moments. And, and I think that as an actor, if you don't have the ability to be authentic, you just can't go very far as an actor. Mm -hmm. That's my two cents on that. Awesome. Um, I love that you use the word intimacy, obviously um, (laughs) in talking about, having these intimate moments and I'm 
curious about how that intersects with life because obviously in life intimate moments we have are just a lot more organic like they come up as a result of I guess like the scripting of history rather than the scripting of an artist that's writing you you know like a screenplay Mm -hmm. so I guess I'm I'm curious what the skill of learning to make a container for an intimate moment has sort of how how that has interacted with you having intimate human relationships in your real life i think i think that you know when it comes to as you say like being intimate with people i think it's less about trying to find the containers of it and i think it's more about just allowing yourself to be so let me give you an example like Mm -hmm. there are tons of people out there that are more or less emotionally emotionally stunted Mm -hmm. right they have they have a fear of reaching in to see exactly what is going on and being authentic and you know just being right and just without putting on any kind of um external defense mechanisms and and i think that as an actor if you really want to be intimate with somebody allowing yourself to go to that space you have to be okay with all of these facets of you and so if somebody has let's say that if you are sexually stunted right like if you have a hard time being sexual and just like mm-hmm. you know um uh i don't mean like the porno type of way but i mean like you know let's say trying to seduce somebody right like you know it's 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 you're you're doing a scene where maybe it's um you know after a date and you're you're maybe there's drama involved but this part of the scene requires you to be like you know like oh i'm so horny let's let's all um let's do it and maybe the other person there's some drama involved and so if you as the actor doesn't have accessibility to that space Mm -hmm. it's just not gonna be real Mm -hmm. it's just not gonna be okay like if you are insecure about your own sexuality and i think that's a big part of you know real life and what people have like why people go watch these movies right watch people like be happy be sad be happy like lock yourself in a big you know whether it's on netflix or these movies is so we want to watch the human experience for us to relate to it without having to go through it ourselves like oh my god i get that right and i think we as people like if you are somebody that is kind of let's say stunted in that way like if you have a hard time getting angry if you have a hard time expressing your sadness um you just really like you won't do well as an actor and so a big part of uh, you know early stages for me as an actor is just learning to just undo all the crap that like our childhood our families and all this <laughs> all this like other bullshit that's kind of latched on so that's 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 my two yeah. cents. <laughs> no, great. So, for for me, sometimes I I think I might be neurodivergent because there are definitely elements of the human experience that do feel a little bit like performance to me, where it's sort of just like oh, people expect you to behave a certain way, um, and that could just be because you know I was raised to do a lot of masking. I think something that's uh, kind of interesting is people have this expectation from watching TV and movies that people just don't mask very much. And then mm. they run into real human beings in, in the wild and they're like, oh, well, this person clearly isn't feeling these emotions because they're not behaving the way people feeling those emotions do on television, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which I think is really amazing. Um, but I was curious if you ever feel like you're performing when you're interacting with people, maybe when they bore you, if you're at a party and you're bored, do you ever feel like you're performing with people? <laughs> you're like i need to that's think a, about that. that's i do have to think about that do i f- ever feel like i'm performing for people like if i'm not engaged i think you 
I really think it depends on the person. Like for sure. me personally, I've reached a point where um, if I don't like you or whatever, for whatever reason, I'm just okay with now just, you know, I'm not going to tell you and be spiteful. Like, Oh, I think you're terrible. Like, no, I'm just, I don't have to engage with you. Like that's yeah. my choice. Um, but, and if I were to choose to engage in a situation where I'm, I'm not really interested, it would strictly be for like, for shiggles for my own fun and entertainment. <laughs> sure. Right. And to really see like, wow, this person is so interesting, right? Like how they feel their perspectives and all this kind of stuff. Like I wouldn't be friends with you, but I'm really interested in you as a person. I want to learn more about what your deal is, how you get to be this way. Um, (laughs) You all know these. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You've been to those parties. You've seen those people. I'm like, huh, just kind of, is this, is this just how you are? Or is this kind of like, like interesting who hurt you yeah that, that's that's a good way of putting it's, it it's the car driving by that slows down to look at the accident yes 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 not to be too condescending to those poor humans that are just like i'm a mess right now it's like <laughs> hey I've, I've been there but also like you're a mess in a very different way than right. i've been a mess right and you can't that, that's the thing right like i'm a big believer in like having empathy for whatever people are going through but mm-hmm. yeah i don't really believe in having sympathy like they don't really it's like you can't do anything for them right you can't force people to change you can't force people to grow and it's the same thing like in my business as well like i don't force a sale on anybody it's like you either have a problem or you don't if you don't have a problem i'm not going to hear waste time telling you about whatever it is that we do if there's no problem you're right yep you don't need it um so it's the same thing with people like that is you know if 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 whatever things people are going through i think they they need to be the one to take action to get help you can't force any kind of change or whatever it is on them. And that's just your opinion. Like, you know, to quote, where is this from? And that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> what is that from? I don't, I don't know. It's from something. It's like, but that's like your opinion, man. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. I've seen it somewhere for sure. I, yeah, somebody somebody listening to this in the comments somewhere, leave. We'll, we'll have to let us know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> and that's your opinion. Yeah, I've definitely, I remember that where someone was like, but it's a fact that, and someone else is like, yeah, but that's your opinion. Yeah, exactly. Opinions are cheap. That's why, that's why I don't like engage with people that I just disagree with. Yeah, I engage with people I disagree with all the time. I'm not sure why, but I do. I used to think I had a really good reason. Now I'm not so sure. Does it make you feel good about yourself? I wonder sometimes. I think it originally I felt like I was keeping my like argumentation and like debate skills sharp because I'm all about like finding when I make logical fallacies and like improving my thinking. Right. Um, So I don't think it quite comes from the same like snooty or elitist or like condescending place. But at the same time, like if you if you feel like you do win an argument I'm I'm not going to pretend that there isn't like a little bit of satisfaction there. There definitely is. So it's like, do I do it because I feel good about it afterwards? I'm like, most of the time I feel like trash all the way through it. So I'm like, I've been really reevaluating. I'm like, is keeping argumentation sharp necessary? Like, is that something that benefits me? Is that something that benefits other people? I, well, I'm not critical, sure it is. critical thinking skills is really important, mm-hmm. but also at the end of the day too, it's like that type of, it's so ingrained now because we're always constantly bombarded with like people's opinions and like, mm-hmm. you know, fake news and, and whatever, what is fake, <laughs> what is real. Like we yeah. are, our social, cause you know, I, I work in digital advertising, like our, our bubble mm-hmm. of information, everybody's bubble of information is different. And so 
you know, I'm a big believer, especially as an entrepreneur and business owner, like your brain is so precious. You have the ability to scale, make millions of dollars. Um, and yet, and yet most people do not protect their minds. Mm-hmm. And I think in one of very early on in my entrepreneurial journey, my, one of my mentors first said to me, um, he used the analogy of like, your mind is like a garden, right? It's the same thing with like building skills, building relationships, like having the ability to like connect and build relationships and intimacy and all these, all these skills. Our brain is so powerful and it's so precious. It's like a garden. And what most people do when they don't do anything, they think that nothing happens, right? Like, oh, if I don't work on my mindset, if I don't work on my skills, if I don't work on my ability to connect with people, if I just sit home, play video games and be antisocial all day, um, nothing bad is going to happen. Right. It'll be fallow. It'll just be neutral. That's what people think is just neutral, but that's not true because because our brains is like a garden. And what happens when in a garden, if you don't tend to it, is weeds grow, right? Weeds actually grow. So by doing nothing, you're actually at a net negative. Mm-hmm. You're always at a net negative because the world is, all, is always going to be a negative place, right? And so if you don't, don't actually curate your content, as they say, right, Facebook algorithms, <laughs> if you don't algorithm and curate the content that you're absorbing, um, you're going to let that take control of you. And because our mind is so powerful, we can create like we, you know, I'm not, this is like an example, I'm not going to just get all high and mighty, but like we're created in the image of God, right? And what I, what I think that means is we have the ability to create, to create the life that we want. And whether that is strong relationships, you know, not having financial issues, whatever it is, um, it, it, we have the ability to do it. And it all starts in our mind. And so if we don't preserve it like a garden and tend to it and actively make it good, it's going to mm-hmm. fester with weeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why the first I'm... time I heard that analogy, the garden of your mind was Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah, he was talking about growing ideas in the garden of your mind. No way. Yeah. I never saw Mr. I, I mean, I know of the show. You had a but deprived I, child friend. I, maybe I did. <laughs> deprived childhood. Because Mr. Rogers was amazing. Yeah, what was I watching? Yeah, when I was a kid, it was like... You weren't that was tending like, your garden. No, <laughs> no. When I came to Canada, it was like the kids... Uh, what, it, what It was YTV. I don't know if they still right. have that now. I remember YTV. I used to watch a reboot on YTV. Yeah, that that, that was on at night, right? Yeah, and then it was, there was it like was... there's like beasties and like <laughs> there's some, yeah. This is like nostalgic for me. That's a long time ago. That's a, this is late '90s, early 2000s when dial-up was still a thing. Oh my god, yeah, 56k modems. I remember that bulletin boards. Yep, really dating and... ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this feels weird. I feel like feel like somebody's dad be like oh back in my day but it doesn't feel like that long ago <laughs> yeah well it just reminds me of that simpsons bit with abe simpson where he like bursts in and he tells homer and barney to turn their music down and he's like whatever man you wouldn't get it because you're not with it and abe simpson <laughs> as this like clean cut older adult man is like i was with it but then they changed what it was now what i'm with isn't it and what's it seems weird and scary to me like it's perfect like so perfect that is so clever as i age that's exactly how i feel <laughs> it's like yep. i used to be with it yeah oh man it's priceless Happy uh, thoughts. What, were we, what were we talking about though we were talking about performance and acting, acting human relationships intimacy, intimacy. Yeah. awesome 
Um, so where do you feel like your skills that you learned in sort of being, I don't even know how to describe it, but like your, your willingness to submit to like intimacy in the moment and just like submit to experience. Like, where do you feel like that's impacted your relationships with people the most? And that doesn't have to be like intimate or like sexual romantic relationships. I'm just curious, like. Uh, good question. I, I, you know, what's really funny is that I, I, I it's got me really good at dating. <laughs> I find. Yeah. And yeah. So I've been, I've been single for quite a while now and, um, and yeah, I've dated my fair share of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, with a lot of the, 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 um, the opposite sex connections that I've, that I've had, um, one of the biggest feedbacks that I've gotten from a lot of women who I've dated was you're very present. Hmm. Like when you're lo- when you're listening to somebody, when you're talking to somebody, like you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really interesting because uh, and I'm just like, I'm just being me. And it wasn't until I started, um, you know, really dating in my mid twenties that I started to realize, and I hear stories from all these different women, you know, from different partners I've had. It's like, man, the bar for men is really low. <laughs> like, yep. It is so low. Like you don't need to be like the hottest guy around. You just need to be like, like just decent person. And that's how low <laughs> the bar is. Like you just have to show up and not be a horrendous human being. And like, that's right. That's like 50% of the work. That's like 80% of the work. The other 20% is like, you know, have your shit together. Right. Just right, don't like, be like don't have be, a job and like, yeah, have a job. Don't be abusive. Have some ambition. Yeah, don't right? be, again, don't be a horrendous human being. Just like yeah, show up. That's so simple. Just don't uh, be yeah. an abusive asshole. Mm-hmm. And uh, why is it you're still single? <laughs> Great question. I think that I ask. No, no, that's a great question. I think that when I, when I first discovered that, like, I didn't date when I was younger, when I was, uh, when I was, yeah, when I was younger, actually, I think when I first met you, that was when Mm -hmm. I actually started to like get out of my dating shell. Cause I didn't really date much before that. And, um, and then I realized, oh my God, the bar is so low. And I was like, oh, I think I could be Polly. And then so, And then I, and so like in my, in like high school, early twenties, I just didn't date. I kind of just made up for a lot of it in my mid twenties. By just dating a lot of people all at once. Yeah. And, and it was great. I think I, you know, there were a lot of wonderful connections I've had with some amazing people. Um, And then of course they've now ventured into like, you know, marriage and like (laughs) all Mm. the other fun stuff. And then I've kind of ventured into the entrepreneurial route where right where now especially now especially when i launched my business um last year now like i was doing real estate before that and even when i was in real estate i was that was so focused on building skills and and knowledge and expertise and now that i've launched my like my actual company now it's just dating just seems like ugh, like what a like i'm just what a time not that sink. important yeah what yeah. a time sink it is a lot of time yeah yeah. And I'm, and you know, that's probably going to change later once my business kind of like stabilizes, once I, you know, develop automations and processes, I can start removing mm-hmm. myself from parts of it. But yeah, it's just not that important to me at this stage. That's fair. 
would um would having like a long-term partner or like a a a, 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 a presume i'm just taking the shot here that you're heterosexual sure. and that you would be looking for a wife yes okay <laughs> Good presumption um, and it's just yeah it's just a presumption sure. um so so is that is that something you're looking for um i'm that's definitely something i would like in my life not something i'm actively looking for right now right i think actively yeah. looking for is is like for me i'm i've reached this point in my life where everything comes with strategy and so <laughs> so if that is something that i'm taking seriously i definitely need like a roadmap and strategy to go with it like i appreciate that like a 5 year plan to being married yeah, like a five-year plan to get married doesn't seem like all you need to do is just schedule out, okay, what's the best way to meet people, right? What kind of people do I want to meet? What kind of, you know, women women do I want to meet? Where do I, where's my ideal? Where would those people be hanging out? How hanging can out I with. focus my time on that demographic rather right. than people I'm not interested in? That's and right. you can I'm... see exactly why you're passionate about having a digital marketing agency. <laughs> I can see your funnel, your marriage funnel right now. That's right. It's a marriage <laughs> funnel. And... <laughs> You know, once I, if I have like extra money to throw at, I could probably run ads. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's especially Date with CEO. Uh, it's, it's, you don't need. There is an eligible bachelor that has escaped many a net. <laughs> right. All you have to do is just run, like, because Facebook is all about algorithms, right? And like right. your your target audience. It's like female, single, ages between X and Y. You can even choose what jobs, what what industries that they're working in. Wow. <laughs> You're like, I really would like my, my future wife to work in like, I don't know, pick something esoteric. Yeah. Do you have any preference for your future wife's job? Uh, no, not at this stage. I have, I honestly, <laughs> that's like, that's so, like, I, it's, it's, it, Life often, you know, when you're so set on something, life often throws curveballs at you, right? For like sure. you, might, you might think like, oh, I want life that's exactly like this. And then somebody that's not like that is just perfect. Yep. So. Totally get that. It was it was just more of how if you were to, to start running uh, paid campaigns on uh, for dating profiles, I think that'd be hilarious. Um, yeah, it would be really funny. And I feel like it would be the intersection of like everything you're passionate and nerdy about, but at the same time with like a really unlikely goal, like, cause like yeah. nobody does that. Nobody runs paid ads to find well, somebody. Well, because I, well, I don't know. I haven't looked into <laughs> it because, um, to my knowledge, uh, you can't advertise, um, you can't advertise things like, um, like, you know, adult services. Right. But sure. it's not that it's like, it's, you know, Facebook has very like strict rules about what you can and can't advertise. But for sure. something like that is just like, you know, are you single? Would you be interested right. in like having a quick chat? Right. And see, see, like fill out this form. Here's an opt-in. Right. <laughs> Let's book, like let's book a meeting. Here's my meeting, my here's dating. My, here's my Calendly for dating. My, that's right. My Calendly dating link. We'll have like a first, like a like a half an hour Zoom call, right? With coffee or whatever. And just see if we Hilarious. click. Hilarious. And then the, I, the next step have, of like, the, the whole, funnel. like double opt-in for email. So they know you're like really good about consent. And then, and then right. you could just start, start sending them emails like every few days. Be like, hey, like I was thinking about a, you the other day. This is not a template at all. It, it'll be auto sequence. It'll be auto responder sequence. <laughs> <laughs> this is from from my perspective this is like what happens if you take dating and then just like mangle the hell out of it 
um <laughs> there's definitely some part of the like authenticity and like intimacy that kind of gets lost in it i think i need to budget out budget this out as a experiment down the road you have like a thought experiment of like how many paid clicks will it take to be married yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna throw some like i'm just gonna throw like two brands and ads and just see 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 how many options i get what, what's the conversion cost per action and how many leads how much is it a lead worth right we also I mean, have great conversations tim i really appreciate this <laughs> um, so anybody, those... anybody that's listening who doesn't know what like cost per action cost per acquisition is it's just this is this not marketing jargon. Yeah, we're, marketing jargon. We're, we're talking about structuring a cost plan for results because a lot of the time when you're talking about marketing, you're talking about you know digital. There, there are inputs, there are outputs, and there's like a funnel that starts in one place. You get certain inputs, and then there's like an attrition. I mean, you would explain this way better than I would, Tim. But I mean, correct me when I when I start screwing it up. Um, and then you sort of have attrition from stage to stage to stage, and then hopefully at the end you end up with you know qualified people or leads or results of of some form um that are sort of what you were looking to get when you paid the money to dump things into the funnel in the beginning is that like close that's pretty much it like cool no that's pretty much it it's it's like marketing is such a science that mm -hmm. i think that a lot of people who don't like especially small business owners who you know let's say like oh i have this widget i want to do this thing but i don't know anything about marketing or sales um you know, they see it as such a huge risk because mm -hmm. they don't know what anything about marketing. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, but marketing is one of those like the least risky things because everything is based on data. There's right. a lot more other like risky avenues or not avenues, like risky um, uh, areas can, of business, sure. right? Like, pr like production and like customer service and like other, like tools, software, all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But like in terms of advertising and marketing it's it's just math formulas cool well thank you so much for chatting about acting and having a great time with me here in intimate interactions yeah man thanks for thanks for having me i appreciate it so how did you like it intimates Discuss your ideas with the community at facebook.com forward slash intimate victor or tweet me at intimate victor or follow my Instagram, you guessed it, at intimate victor. If you can spare the cost of coffee to help the show keep going, head to patreon.com slash victor salmon. We hugely appreciate your help to continue making intimate conversations for you and yours. If not, you can always help other intimacy nerds find the podcast by leaving us a review anywhere online, especially iTunes, or you can just tell a friend. The opening music is on hold for you, made of algorithmically generated notes and chords, and played by an AI-rendered saxophonist. The closing music is Gymnopédie, number one, by Eric Satie. Both are provided royalty-free, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thanks so much for your time, and may your most important relationships be filled with the intimate, rich interactions you crave. Be well. <laughs>